0: joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. I am Miss Shannon, here with my podcast life mate and co-host Jayden Satia, executive director of the Twin Cities Film Fest. Um, let me say this, happy belated Father's Day to you, Jayden. I thought we should start with that. That sounds like something oh. that I should tell you. So hooray for you being a, a dad.
1: So, Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And actually, we had a wonderful uh, weekend and um, we actually got an early surprise. My sister, who lives in New York, Just gave birth to her first kiddo, so I have a new niece that I'm super excited to uh, um, spoil. So, yeah, it was was a very fun Thank you, thank you. Everybody's very excited and everybody's healthy.
0: Well, wonderful, wonderful. And I think that that kind of leads into what we're going to try and talk about today. Because for anybody who's listened to Be Our Geek before, we appreciate you. I hope that we continue to sound wonderful in your earbuds. If you're just joining us, uh, my name is Ms. and I'm a comedian, speaker, uh, and all kind of things mom-related here in the Twin Cities. My best friend, Jayton, is the executive director of the Twin Cities Film Fest. And normally what we do is we talk about um, a lot of just regular pop culture conversations that you would have with your other geek friends. We just do it through uh, the particular framework of two geeks of color. And, you know, that is not the only thing that makes us up, but it is something that is very, uh, you know, a a pivotal thing that you should know about the two of us. Which brings us to today's topic, because we are trying to decide, because we've been busy, we normally would crank these out once a week, and obviously because of everything that's been going on, not only since uh, COVID hit uh, full impact in March, but because of... All of the civil unrest that, you know, definitely would impact both of us as human beings and of members of the BIPOC community, it's been kind of hard to decide what we should talk about on this show sometimes because so much of what we got to focus on before Jayton was. Very, you know, entertainment all the time related issues. It was very rarely, you know, honestly, anything that's going to change the world. Stuff that was important to us and we thought was cool and was fun. But really, what did we think about Star Wars and, and, and its impact on our social construct? You know, is that really going to do anything, right?
1: No, you're absolutely right. And I think that stuff is still important, mm-hmm. right? The the fun stuff it what makes you and I tick, Um as well as a lot of other geeks out there, right? And like we, we, we say everybody's a geek about something. And right. the reason you geek out about something is you find passion you find yourself in that. And I think that is way more important now than ever. Um, but, but the conversation has changed. The conversation now is much more deeper than that. Like, how do, how do I, as a Brown individual, I'm Indian, I was born in India, um, shape my thoughts and my, uh, conversations, keeping in mind that you still need to have fun. You still need to be able to express yourself, but in the Mm -hmm. social construct of everything, how are you able to genuinely have that conversation and bring your perspective into it? And you and I talk about this all the time. And I think this is one of the reasons where we not necessarily have slowed down our podcast. We just wanted to make sure that it was whatever we were putting out was, was conscious, not that we were doing it Consciously, we actually were giving it a lot of thought prior to, but this is just a new level of awareness. And again, we have a platform. You and I work in education, uh from through um visual media or right. from uh, from podcast. Um so you know, we don't take this lightly. The fact that we do have this platform and we do have listeners and um, and ideally get new listeners. And what what's the perspective that we want to put out now? What do they want to hear? What do they want to hear about us? What do they want to hear about from us? What do they hear, want to hear about our thoughts or our guests? We have so many amazing friends who have jumped on and off um, over several episodes. Who can we bring back? Who can we talk to? Um, still through the geek lens, but with this new level of awareness.
0: Right. And I want to make sure that as we continue and we are going to kind, uh, kind of have this conversation between Jaden and I. But also we did decide that there was an interesting, quote unquote, just fun fluff topic out there that we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about um, the addiction to Funko Pops. So that is coming up later in the show. But before we get there, back to what you said, Jaden, about... You know, who should we revisit? How do we frame this conversation? And how much can, you know, we definitely want to make sure that we meet our listeners and our community where they are. And that's probably a very broad spectrum. So I do think that, you know, part of when I was deciding how should I bring this up and what would make me feel fulfilled in that is I like to make sure that I uh, encourage People to find a variety of content that's out there, but especially if you're looking at content that is referencing that BIPOC community, it's not always leaning into what I consider that trauma porn. So there are some great works, and you know from running the film festival, there are lots of great works out there that focus on the historical trauma that happens to people of color. And I think that a lot of those films are very worthy. And some of them, I think that they kind of miss the mark. And so we won't get into that full conversation today. But I do think that as a society, we have decided that those films that focus on the trauma, and they, again, are of of value, before I say this. I think we've decided that those are the quote-unquote right films to make about the BIPOC community and its experience versus, you know, people being so shocked that something like Black Panther will bring it back to the geek realm, um, which shows the BIPOC community thriving did well. And so I do think that that's part of the narrative that we I, I want to deconstruct that we're only able to show the negative because that's what our not only do our black and brown audiences want, but that's what our white audiences need is to go ahead and tell them that. And I think leaning into that and not being able to show that, no, there are positive things that then maybe, you know, I think you have to show and normalize positive things as well so that when they occur, people don't seem so shocked and there's not so much backlash about that positive thing existing. Does that kind of make sense, Jayton?
1: No. Absolutely, and I think um, the broad media is also helping uh, bring out uh, content mm-hmm. that have come out over the last decade that people should uh, be watching, right? Or we should have watched already, or bring the conversation back uh, to specific topics that are more relevant now than ever. Um, you know, Netflix of the world—they're—they're they're making the 13th kind of their, their cornerstone. Uh, the documentary um, about the 13th Amendment, and um, and, and again, Warner Brothers uh, released Just Mercy, the film that came out last year about wrongfully convicting a uh, you know a black man, a true story. Um, so I think there's a lot of content out there that that people are wanting to see. And I think that's great. Yes. Um, But I think we have to lean into those conversations as opposed to saying, sure, that existed. But there's also this fun movie that Kevin Hart was in. Right. Right. And again, we're we're eventually going to go to those. We're eventually ideally going to have this is just a good movie. Who cares who the cast is? Like this is this is a great film, whether it's a Native American cast predominantly or from, you know, the crazy rich Asians like that film was insane. But, but it was just great acting and a great story, and it just happened to have uh, uh, an, an all uh, Asian cast, or at least predominantly Asian cast. Now, but again, that brings did Asian back Americans to work on the film behind the scenes. I don't think so.
0: And that right? brings me back to what I was trying to say is that people seem so stunned that Crazy Rich Asians did well um, and that they didn't overly lean into this Asian stereotype and it didn't only focus on. The negative parts, uh, or, or it didn't only focus on the struggle; it focused on the uh, the part that had uh, that showcases them overcoming as well. And so, I want to continue to do those things, as, you know, as focus on. No, we can do well, you know, in the BIPOC community, and I want to normalize that as well, so that as we grow, people don't act so they don't they don't go well we have to stop the, the the struggle because these two people already made it it's like no no this all of this is part of the
1: storyline
0: is what i wanted to And do.
1: again there's a lot of there's a lot of independent platforms out there as well you know i come from an independent filmmaker standpoint there's so many amazing independent professionally done uh, um, visual media storytelling that is happening right now so we should lean in and saying right. if you like this then you should also support and or watch these other five films that were locally produced, locally in, you know, wherever the part of the country that you live in, um, because they're also telling a story, but their story is more raw and more grit-based and not not fluffed up for the mainstream audiences, even though the content and the story is absolutely relevant, even to the mainstream audience. We should lean into those conversations. We should actually be able to listen to the underlying um, um, message in these stories um, you know, there's a lot of short films right. that are out there that are making an impact. And I think with the consumption that we have right now of like, can I, what can I get it as fast as I can get it? Um, short stories are a great way to uh, widen your perspective and add, um, relevance to your, to your own perspective. So like if you have a specific thing that you really are are for or against, um, watching content that helps you justify your uh, uh, um, reasoning behind some of your own thoughts um, is pertinent because then at least you have a reference point right right? then at least you get a conversation you can go you know this Mm -hmm. comes from a filmmaker in here and this is their true story so my 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 thought for my basis of my thought comes from or is in a line with this content creator Right now, whether that's, you know, again, we're not saying that's the end all be all that is the truth or not, but at least you got to have context behind what you're thinking.
0: Agreed. And I also want to make sure like I know that there were some artists that came out recently about, you know, not only uh, the BIPOC community, but the gender roles that are in some of our award ceremonies. And I think that that's part of the conversation that we'll get back to in a future episode and see how much farther we got that you know, got through that, because I think that's part of the conversation reminding people about the intersectionality of all of this media that we're uh, creating and we enjoy um, is trying to do, as you said, going, okay, not only did it focus on these actors, but what was the cast like? What was the crew like? Who was the director? Just supporting a variety of, you know, making sure that the communities are showcased in all layers of that uh, product versus Okay, just this one layer, and then we consider the whole thing taken care of. So we had a woman director, so it didn't matter if anybody else on the crew was a woman, um, and or it, well, it was written by a woman, so everybody else that executed can be male, you know. Or it was written by you know this great story that talks about this black character is fantastic, but the entire coca- the, the entire crew and the directors are all white, but they're doing the best that they can. It is just trying to have those just have those opportunities be more open and diverse uh, without it pushing everybody and feeling like there there's a sense of loss. So I might you know I, we're back to we can go out and we can support these films. There's lots of way to do it on an online platform. There's lots of way to do it, you know, from your home. if you're not comfortable going back out yet, there are lots of ways to support all of this work, right?
1: And again, the knowledge is there, right? The opportunity to dig deeper is there. It's in. It's on our f- fingertips. So whether you like movies or not, maybe you're a comic book fan, right? So you go towards not just black characters or African American characters or Latino characters that are on the on the front pages of these comic books. You dig deeper into who wrote this. Right? Is this a black writer? Is this coming from a perspective that is truly theirs? Right. Now again, there's nothing against a white writer creating a black, um, a superhero. I mean, right. Stan Lee, right? mm-hmm. you take that as an example, but you dig, you you have the opportunity right now to dig deeper. And I think it is incumbent upon all of us to at least do what we can to research. Right. And I mean, there's a lot of pressure on corporate America too, right? All these companies are like, we're not, we're going to make Juneteenth a holiday. We're going to whatever, but okay, let's look at it. Let's look right. a little deeper, like have consistently supported, X, Y, and Z. Now, is that in line with what I believe, or is that are you just playing up because the company, your competitor, just made it a holiday, so now exactly. you're just making a holiday? Even right. though the intention might be good, mm-hmm. the intention is good, but you got a good. And again, you have the opportunity. All of us have the opportunity to dig a little deeper. And then again, as much as I, you know, love to shop on Amazon every once in a while, I do my best to to shop on uh, specific websites that are local right. as well and support those independent business owners. Now, I don't go as deep as, is this a Black owner? Is this a Latino owner? Is this a, uh, a, a you know a suppressed uh, minority? Mm-hmm. I look at it as a, this is a product that looks amazing, and this is truly an independent-owned business, and through their history, they've done really great work right. on various topics, whether it's you know hunger prevention or whatever. I, I have more of an obligation to contribute whatever I can towards them. Right. Um, But again, our opportunity right now is to dig a little deeper. And I think we all should be doing that.
0: Right. And I'll give you, you know, and I do try to dig um, even one step beyond that. Like, for instance, when I was building the crew for the streaming show that I have on right now, I made sure that I looked for women and people of color, you know, people in the BIPOC community first. And that was my intention. And uh, that was what I, you know, did I send out a giant press release that said, here's what I'm doing? No. But what I did do is, as I was, you know, bringing people on board, I would ask, instead of going, you know, I I actually, I probably had some friends that were like, why isn't she just asking me to do it? And I'm going, hey, do you know a woman that does this? Or do you know a person of color that does this? And so, and I just, you know, I just did it, you know, because I said, well, I would appreciate it. I don't think that it only... Matters, you know, I still wanted to make sure that I had quality people, but I think sometimes because of the way we're networked currently, those people wouldn't necessarily be at the top of the list for a variety of reasons that go back to the word systematic. So, so I wanted no, to make sure that I just asked one more step farther, not to, you know, not to, to. Um, cast aspersions on any of our fantastic, you know, i you and I both know some amazing male filmmakers. They are great, and I think they're fantastic allies, and I know that they are down for the cause. Um, just that for my particular project, I wanted to make sure that I had the support of other women and other people of color based upon what I was doing. And there has given me the ability to shorthand through some conversations, I think, because they just got part of the things and the way that my my brain was ticking on things without me having to go here's why and so that has been very free
1: and again you're not doing them a you're not putting the carrot out in front of them you're you're giving them the opportunity because they deserve it because their 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 value is there if you were to put their resume it's like a blind audition right if you were to put their resume against anybody else's they would literally be the cream of the crop so it's not, but again, it's that intention behind it. Intention behind conversations. Intention behind thoughts. Intention behind uh, your um, your feelings out is more important now than ever. And again, I think anybody who takes offense to that, they have to take a, take a look at uh, take a look a little deeper than just that decision to right. be like, okay, why did this person not call me or not reach out to me or not whatever? Um, if they got to know you a little bit more, if they already knew you, if they're your right. friends, they would it. They would understand. They would actually be there to be like, "Hey, how else can I help you?" Right. Um, without even being part of the project. Like, do you need my reference? Do you need my black book to open up? Like, yes. w- what do you need? From me? And I think there's a lot more of those individuals out there than we than we even know of. Exactly. We just have to put our attention out there, and just again, you just have to receive, right. receive the information, and take it as. Uh, a blessing to be like, you have individuals like this, whether it's your personal life or professional life that truly just want to help you. There's no other ill intention behind it. Right. There's no sneaky here or there. They just want to help out because I think everybody's awareness is at a highest level at the moment.
0: I agree. Okay. We're going to talk about something fun before we do that. I'm going to go over here. Hold on. I got to get something. let me get this first.
1: Oh, I don't what are you getting? Are you, you're lucky. Like... Talk amongst yourselves for
0: a second, Jayton. All right. Yeah. Do this. I'm getting this cord here.
1: I'm no. um, looking at uh, your office here, and it's a pretty sweet setup because yeah. uh, we're, we're on a Skype call. I thought you literally went back there to grab something fun because I don't <laughs> think I see any of your in this view. I don't think I see any of your swords. Oh, you that's don't. The,
0: okay, I'm gonna. Uh, you're right. You're right. I'm gonna move the the view so you can see the swords. The swords are over there. See, you um, know, the
1: conversation that I had with my wife was like, we're not gun people. I've never held a gun. I'm, I have no. Oh, there it is. There yeah, they are. See, there they are. Um, I don't have any intention of holding it. I just have a baseball bat. And um, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, if there was a defense weapon that I would have, it would be a... Um, no, by the way, I do have a crossbow. So okay. I'm like, I would, I'd love to talk to Shannon about the first purchase of my sword and what ah. that should be.
0: Well, it really know? depends. also, you and can have
1: a... Yeah, you and it I can have a, maybe style. even a separate right. Um- Separate podcast about uh podcast about swordsmanship. <laughs>
0: Surprisingly enough, and I know the, exactly the gentleman that I would include in this conversation as well, because it really depends on what you want. Because if you look through my sword collection, and yes, everyone, I do have a, enough swords that I get to count them as a collection. If you look through my sword collection, there are a number that are clearly just decorative. And then there are some that really? if I decided that I was going to get back into sword play and those kind of things, that I would use for that. For me personally, I would use my Gian because of the size that I am, of the weight that it is, and the way that I. Can wield it And again this would be a larger conversation Um, But you know I think it's interesting Like you and I are both parents And uh, this comes into play a lot When I am uh, dealing with my uh, Cyclone kid my 12 year old son um, Who is kind of a collector Of certain things um, And he is very deep divey about certain things I think part of it is just him being 12 And part of it is being 12 through his autistic filter So when he likes something He likes it and that part I think is Fantastic because he's very particular. So it's not like buy things just to buy things, but it it matches into a collection you know, somehow. So he's not just a consumer of all things toy-related. It's I sure. particular trains, particular cars, particular, honestly, DVDs. So he's one of those people, and he, the people that he watches on, on YouTube most often are people that do unboxing of certain DVD collections. So he's kind of that kid, too, and I think that's fascinating. And it works to his benefit because his mom collects swords and dragons. So um, both things that I am passionate about um, not necessarily a need, but something that has become a, uh, a, a, a want that I decide to lean into. So, um, you know, that's where my disposable, you know, thing, my disposable income goes. And lately, um, uh, you know, particular artworks and that, that brings us to our article today. And so, Um, What's been floating around the interweb is there is this particular article, and this one I read on comicbook.com, one of my favorite websites. So the story goes like this, and the headline is Funko Pops Trend After Story of Man Choosing Them Over His Wife Goes Viral. And so I sent you this story, Jaden, because I thought it would be interesting, and I'm glad that you are are a happily relationship, and your wife is a lovely person who would not probably do this to you. But what it is is that this gentleman um, had uh, started collecting – uh funko pops if you're not familiar with them they are these vinyl figures that basically there's one of everything i've had them sent to me for my uh as presents i've given them to jayton as presidents i actually have a funko pop i call her my my funko pop dealer because i have a particular <laughs> shout out to them I'll, <laughs> I'll put their if you need any collectibles i have a particular one and um uh, I will I will make sure that I, I hook you up with Holly and her crew. That she is my Funko Pop dealer. Um, and uh, Jaden, I will show you my my Funko Pop coup. But back to the story before we get there, because I do have that one close. So um, what it was is that this comes uh, from a, a post that a husband had put on Reddit about how he'd been collecting Funko Pops for a long time, and uh, he then he met his wife. And he, his current wife, they had been married for two years when this story uh, erupted. Uh, his wife knew that this was his hobby before they began dating and had encouraged him by buying him figures to add to his collection as birthday and Christmas presents and those things. But in recent months, his spending on his collection increased to about $500 a month. And that's when his wife said, all right, that's too much, we're done. Um, And so she said, you need to take a break and maybe cut back from all of this stuff because she thought that they were going to end up going into debt over all of these things. And the husband said, uh-uh, no way, I refuse, and told his wife that she was overreacting um, and that she uh, was being a terrible person by diminishing his passion. <laughs> Go Pops. So they ended up putting it up. It ended up on Reddit. It ended up all these things you know, as, as one of those am I the a-hole posts. And I, I am torn, I'll be honest with you, because although I am quite passionate about the things that I collect, I have decided that I do not allow them to get into what I call addictive territory. Like there's been times when I slowed myself down on certain purchases of these things.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I get it, right? There's, there's, by the way, there's worse addictions in the world than just Funko Pops. Now, again, somebody spending uh, $500 on anything, you know, and especially if they're, they're married or if they have a partner and they have a cohabitating a financial situation that's i mean again unless you're a billionaire that's a conversation you should be having with your partner of like okay i'm going to spend 500 bucks on this but this makes me feel this way this makes me sane this is my passion this is how i get through life that's a different conversation than just saying uh uh-uh it's you know this is your 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 kind of Crapping all over my style. That's the wrong conversation to have. No, again, there's worse addictions. There's alcoholism. There's drugs. There's, you're buying so many shoes every single month.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Why are shoes worse than Funko pops? (laughs) As a person who collects Funko pops. (laughs) Oh
1: no, no, no. And as a person who loves shoes, (laughs) that that's more from a personal side. You know, I had to curtail my shoe purchases because I personally thought I was getting a little overboard with the amount of pair of shoes that I had. Right. So that said, that's a conversation that not only happens internally, but it needs to happen externally. So do I fault his wife for putting her foot down? No. Do I find balance in him saying, hey, this is truly my passion and I'm you know, uh, this, this makes me again in this COVID environment, I'm not sure when this happened, but like, this is truly what I'm spending money on as opposed to spending going out, which I normally would be. So I can see both sides.
0: Right. And I do think that I agree with you. And from the perspective of, um, how do I balance this out in my life? Um, but I do also, uh, understand that, you know, cause I've been in relationships before where I'm like, okay, this particular behavior My opinion of that behavior was different than their opinion, and I think that that's happened to me as well, where people didn't understand a particular thing that I was into and thought it was quote-unquote silly or ridiculous or those kind of things. And so they were always going, well, I think you should stop doing it. And that's when I would agree with this gentleman going, well, no, I decided to do it from this particular standpoint, and I think that it's still – not a detraction from our relationship, my family, the other goals and, and needs and wants and desires that we have in our life. But I, 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 I that's got to be hard when, you know, because there's a couple of things that I think in a relationship <laughs> you can't, if you have different opinions on a couple of things, I think that money and sex are two of the things that you are very difficult to compromise if you have fundamental different opinions on, you know, and probably politics, too. I do hear that sometimes, you know, I mean, and politics has gotten more heated lately, where I think that it blends into a lot more, but... You
1: you could throw in religion there, too, you know? Right,
0: right. And so I, I take this back to, it wasn't just a discussion about Funko Pops, clearly. It was a discussion about money, that they have a fundamental difference in the way that they think about money and so he thinks for my self-care routine buying these funko pops is what i really need and she goes no we need to not spend money we need to be saving up maybe she's a i want our 401k to be this size blah 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 and i don't want to put it on our credit card so if she's thinking about it from a debt perspective and he's not that's where i really figured that the, in- the impasse was and do i think that well, hole? Ah, maybe
1: i mean i think that might have been taken away from their their together time too right so when you get addicted to something whether it's video gaming or whatever it takes time away from the other individuals in your family and your life so that might have been an underlying reason for her to be like you know the money ma obviously was a thing but you're you're not spending time with me again we don't know their relationship but i know that those things with addiction those things happen you still you tend to self-isolate you tend to you know, not necessarily burned relationships, but forget things right. um, that might have been an underlying reason for her to to put that ultimatum out there as well.
0: Right. Well, I do. Uh, the thing that I do think is good about it is they'd only been married for two years. So it's a, you could kind of rewind <laughs> at that point if you had yeah, invested. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, you have time to, to, again, learn again. You're constantly learning whether you're married two years or two months or 20 years. Um, but I think it's an opportunity, again, to make it public. Is interesting, right? To, to put it out into the world because I'm assuming other individuals are also dealing with something similar. Agreed. So having a discourse out in the public might be intriguing uh, from one capacity. But then then you're then you're in the limelight, and then you're getting second and third deci- uh, calls from your extended family or your. Um, Friends, And then then it then it just exacerbates the situation okay. where it didn't really need to go that far.
0: Right. And so uh, just because we did, uh, I, I, I did promise you that we would end on a light note today, Jaden. So I will show you my particular Funko Pop uh, coup, and I'll make sure that I put a, uh, a picture of this on our page. So are you ready, Jaden? I'm going to go get this for you. Here, I'll get it. All right. All right. I'm going to walk over here to the other side of my office, and I'm going to move. Ugh. All right. Let me sit down. I got to put my headphones back on. I got to do this. Okay, all right. So, um,
1: and this is from my... That's, a large, that's okay.
0: a large box. That's the whole thing is that Funko Pops are not always just the tiny vinyl figures. There's also whole, like, uh, dioramas and things you can pick up. So here we go, Jayden. All right, I'm holding this up to the the, the Skype camera for Jayden. Oh, so, I love it. Yeah, so this is... You got is, invisible jet. Right. So there is, a, there is a Funko Wonder Woman on there. There's a, a pop. <laughs> so it's Wonder Woman and her invisible jet. Um... And I, it, I was so excited when I found this one. So it's from the Pop Rides part of the Pop Collection. I'm going to put it back over here. All right, there we go. And um, it was really one of those scenarios where I went to um, – it's a toy sale that they call a toy swap so it's one of those things that you'll have a, a variety of, of, of collectors and sellers and retailers that all uh, like meet together. And this is this, I got this actually earlier this year before everything shut down. And so um, our friend Will Spotted Bear and I went to this toy swap over in Bloomington, Minnesota at the Bloomington VFW. And we uh, (laughs) we were walking around and I did not know that Holly, who I have bought things from before, and I will put the name of her particular uh, company out there on our social media page as well. I go walking by and then I hear "Ah, Shannon and it's Holly and we're just talking and she's like, are you buying anything today? And I had said no. And here's how I had decided, because anyone who knows anything about Funko Pops, there are. Thousands of them, because there are fandom lines, there's wrestling ones, there's uh, uh, comic book ones, there's band ones, there's, you know, there's movie ones, there's all these different things. So no matter what you're into, you could probably find a Funko Pop about it. If it's sport related, they have those. There's all kinds of different ones out there. So what I had decided, because I had gotten to the point now that I had to actually build a shelf upstairs, Um, Because I have enough of them and I don't count them because it'll make me feel bad about myself because I just I'd already told myself, you collect dragons and swords, you don't collect Funko Pops. So to curtail my Funko Pop collection, what I told myself is that I would only buy women, I'd only buy female characters. Um, and okay. so that worked for a little while, and now it has, honestly, because they're so adorable, it is has broadened into female characters and then characters that are kindly in that family. Like, I found Buttercup from um, Princess Bride, so I had to buy, you know, Wesley and Inigo Montoya. Sure. Well, you know, yep. they're a family. Oh,
1: absolutely. But,
0: right, you know, so things like that. So you do find ways to even, like, work around your particular cheats. And so Holly was like, well, okay, you know, and I had already gotten something like the week before I'd already bought some Funko Pops and I was like, I was really trying to not buy more Funko Pops. And she goes, but I've got the Jet. And I was like, oh. And so I I had to get the Jet and I'm very proud of the Jet. Yeah.
1: She could have totally faked you out and just given you the Wonder Woman and said the Jet was invisible.
0: (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. But this is so much better and it takes up a lot of room. It is the only one that is not... um, Housed with my main Funko Pop collection. The rest of them are upstairs on a series of shelves. This one is uh, downstairs on my desk because I am so proud of it and it does give me joy just to look at it. And I think that goes back to why we kind of can understand why this particular gentleman did not want to give the, this passion. You know, I'm not, you know, I by no means am a, a Funko Pop, you know, addict. But they do give me joy to look at. They're adorable and they're cute and I like them. And and do I play with them every day? No. But do I look at them and look over at that side of my room upstairs and go, I'm into it? And I'm not to the point that if I was, you you know, I am not in a scenario where I get to decide whether it's that or my particular mate. But I will tell you this. I have gotten to the point where I was on date number, we'll say, three or four. Like, once you get to the point that somebody's, like, in your house or see something. And I have had particular uh, gentleman callers question the things that I have collected, and they have been summarily dismissed. And so I have, <laughs> I have been like, okay, this is not going to work. Because I'm, you know, ma- partially not only because they don't get what I'm into, but I'm also at that point in my life where I am very unapologetic, For who I am and what I'm into, and it took a lot of rock turning for me mentally to get to this point, so I have no patience for people that are like, well, why are you in that? If you want to tease somebody, go do it. That's whatever, but that doesn't mean that I need to date somebody that's going to give me a hard time about what I like.
1: No, I think you're obviously there, and one of my favorite presents that you've ever given me is a Stan Lee fun call. Oh, I'm glad you like that which is literally sitting right in front of me in the office. <laughs> it looks at me every day and again it's one of those things where of course it was a wonderful gift from a wonderful friend, but it truly brings a smile to my face and I actually displayed it where other people can see it too. So when they see it through the window and they kind of point <laughs> at it and you know it, again it just sparks joy. Right. You know Marie Marie Kondo what sparks joy?
0: That you can um, keep. Right, agreed. Mhm.
1: So if, if it does, uh, again, own it, own right. your joy, own your passion. But again, be conscious of how um, it may adversely affect other individuals within your livelihood. And again, have that conversation with them. Be honest, be open. Um, again, come to a uh, mutually understanding. mutual understanding of what that means to you. Um, and how uh, the relationship could be stronger because of it or, or because of uh, not having it.
0: Right. Well, you know what, Jaden? I think that we have learned something this episode, and that is that you and I are incredibly wise. We are very wise, and people should always listen to our counsel, especially our family members so and our kids. They should always uh, listen.
1: <laughs> I will. Yes, I'm the wisest person I know.
0: <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> Second only to me. Second <laughs> I'd agree. I'd agree. <laughs> so if you would like to be part of our Be Our Geek community, we are very easy to find. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Be Our Geek MN. Uh, we would love to hear from you as well. If you want to email us, Geek Show at com, That would be fantastic. We are going to uh, pick our brains and make sure we get some of our favorite guests back on very soon. Now that things are... I don't know, I don't want to use the word calmed down, but while we are, are settling into the current state of our universe, we'll make sure that we include some guests on this going forward, and we would love to uh, learn what you would like to hear us geek out about, so make sure you hit us up again. That is uh, Show at gmail.com, and you can find this episode and previous episodes wherever you love your podcast, and, of course, on the Twin Cities Film Fest website. It's dot. So, Jayton, I appreciate you regardless of what it is that you're out there buying with your spare time. Is that okay?
1: <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm going to start a new addiction of swords, and you're the first person I'm going to call. All
0: right, perfect. I'm all bored with that. For everybody out there, we appreciate you being part of the show. We'll be back with you again soon. Thank you for listening, because everyone is a geek about something. <laughs>